Hello and welcome to Every 11 Minutes, a SpongeBob SquarePants podcast. I'm Tyler Pittis with my co-host, Quadri Fletcher. And today we are covering episode two, which is Bubble Stand and Ripped Pants, which might be my favorite episode. Uh, which I find really interesting because um, I, I remember watching this episode a lot as a kid. It's one of the ones I remember being on very often. And especially later on when we talk about ripped pants, I'll get into why I remember it a lot. But uh, yeah, I really do. um, This is definitely like a classic episode. It's a very memorable episode. Very quotable. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Especially the the technique part, which we will. I mean, you can't say the word technique without hearing technique, 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 technique uh, at the end of, of bubble stand. (laughs) uh just first off though how was your uh how's your week how's everything going it you know it was pretty good um didn't do much still quarantined uh how about you uh same old same old a lot of sitting around at home um i've started cooking a little more which is cool instead of just ordering i know it's it's gotten so we've gotten to that point where i was desperate (laughs) enough to like really start cooking again impressive i have not done that i I have i guess i haven't reached that point i have seen that you've become like a bartender which is fun yeah i have started to to mix drinks uh occasionally just you know working on my craft uh so that when this is all you know over and i can go back to bars i will never have to use it again Uh. (laughs) i was thinking about how much i wanted a long island iced tea and i was like everyone yeah, everyone keeps saying that that I should make one, but I I I have other interests. Really? I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I made a white Russian the other day. That was uh, an experience. I I'm not a big vodka person per se, uh, but I I've always wanted one because I thought they looked cool, basically. Uh, so so yeah, that was that was fun to make. Uh, very good. Yeah. Well, you'll have to uh, share some of your your techniques. It's good that you're. <laughs> it's good that you're picking up a, a new skill during quarantine because i really have yet to do that <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know if i can call it a skill yet right. um, but, but yeah, maybe we'll get there one day well uh, anyway like you said we are covering episode two which includes bubble stand and uh ripped pants so uh why don't we just i guess get into the episode the first thing I want to point out about this episode is it really kind of takes place in real time, I want to say, almost. It, like, I don't think there is much of a, you know, like, a day doesn't pass or, a, like, hours don't pass. Well, maybe hours do pass, but I guess this is not real time, though. It seems like it <laughs> takes place in real time, though. Yeah, I get that vibe, definitely. Um, And it's also a, it's weird to say because it's a, it's like a bottle episode they really are just outside of like the houses during the entire thing Uh, but anyway spongebob walks outside and he he um 
literally like stares out into the distance and is kind of admiring how quiet it is and like peaceful. And then he starts building loudly this bubble stand. What a wonderful day. The sun is out, the water is shimmering, scallops are chirping. So peaceful. And making a bunch of noise in the neighborhood, uh, disturbing the peace as he always does. And um, he sets up this stand where he pretty much offers to, or he teaches people how to blow bubbles. Right. Uh, and, and the noise, of course, interrupts Squidward playing the clarinet. Right. Which is... Uh, and... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, this is the first, um, at least I believe it's the first clarinet uh, yes. moment we get with Squidward. Well, and just as, as an aside, uh, I, I play the clarinet. I played it in high school. Um, but I started on the saxophone. And when I was asked to start learning the clarinet, to get like a you know to fill a part or whatever i always thought it was lame because squidward played the clarinet and like that was the thing that lame adults did whereas like i played the saxophone you know like so cool you know like um but yeah like i wonder how many kids have grown up with the perception like did the clarinet like drop in in membership because of spongebob or did it or did it increase i mean who what little kid says they want to play the clarinet before they saw it on SpongeBob. I have a feeling it had to have the like a positive effect on people, even yeah. though Squidward. First of all, Squidward sucks at like playing the clarinet, <laughs> which is the yeah. joke that he's awful. <laughs> and we also see inside of Squidward's place for the first time, and of course, it, you know, there's all of the. <laughs> as the series goes on, we see even more of just the bad artwork. Yes. And all of the the tchotchkes that he has in his. Mostly squid-related. Mostly squid-related. <laughs> Squidward is a, a big narcissist, very much in love with himself. Yes. Patrick, of course, shows up, and uh, Squidward offers... Or I'm sorry, SpongeBob offers to teach Squid um, Patrick some, some bubble-blowing lessons for 25 cents per lesson. And uh, he shows him this iconic technique okay patrick it's all in the technique first go like this spin around stop double take three times one two three then pelvic thrust stop on your right foot don't forget it now it's time to bring it around down bring it around down then you do this then this and this and I, I love the like that like SpongeBob's like just like a total swindler in this situation, <laughs> right? Like he gives him all of the equipment to blow bubbles, and then he's like, "Well, then I, it's additional costs to teach you." Like it's like every like you know scam marketing that, that has ever existed. <laughs> SpongeBob is running a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Patrick blows this huge bubble. Uh, that goes inside of Squidward's window. And uh, Squidward comes out of his house very angry and starts talking to SpongeBob about, you know, how easy it is, like any idiot basically can blow a bubble and tries to do it without using this technique and just has absolutely no luck. 
which I feel like is such a a theme throughout the show where Squidward wants so badly to be good at whether it's playing the clarinet or painting or uh, just, I don't know, upstaging Squilliam, Fancy Son, or doing anything. And he's so bad at literally everything he does. Yeah, well, we talked about it in the first episode, how, like, in these early episodes, like, Spongebob is, like, goofy, obviously, but he's, like, not stupid. Like, he's, like, skilled at the things that he he does, which, like, sets these th- the first three seasons apart from, like, the later episodes. Is like, Spongebob is actually, like, very good at like most things that he does except for like physical activity um (laughs) whereas like squidward yeah like he's just not good at anything even though he's always criticizing spongebob for for being terrible at everything uh so squidward is unable to blow a successful bubble then he eventually um gives in and tries it and of course blows that huge bubble that makes him start floating away and <laughs> Squidward like does it like pops and then SpongeBob and Patrick literally flee back into their homes uh because I th- I think the they're sort of trying to um imply that Squidward they think that Squidward is dead which <laughs> I didn't I didn't pick that up but you're definitely right. Like that is definitely why. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> it really is one of those things that like of course we, well, I don't know. I guess it kind of flies over kids heads. Like they're not going to yeah. pick up on the fact that they think he's dead. They're just like, "Oh, <laughs> that's a bad thing happened." So they ran away from it. But yeah. um yeah, they definitely think that Squidward is dead. Uh he comes back and uh it goes to to play the clarinet again and and i guess give up on his his bubble blowing aspirations and then the bubble literally comes back and like seeks revenge and like swallows squidward's house yes which starts to float toward the surface of the ocean and then when the bubble pops the house comes back crashing back down to a uh, to into the sand yeah and and you left out a very funny line which is when he blows the bubble and it's clearly an elephant and patrick cracks up and says uh, <laughs> it's a giraffe <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> which is just the best <laughs> and again like like the first episode we talked about how he was like like you know, kind of like the wingman, you know, for SpongeBob. Yeah. Like he knew what he was talking about, and then they just throw that out the window in the second one, and he's just immediately an idiot. <laughs> oh, of course, it's so yeah. yeah. Um, and it is interesting that this is like the first, I guess, official like airing of the show that wasn't part of yeah. Because we mentioned last episode how the first one aired after the Kids Choice Awards in uh may of 1999 this one aired in july july 17th 1999 interesting so that was like sort of a sneak peek thing they did and then the show didn't air another episode for months yeah Um, that's interesting it's like it's like here's this thing that is going to change nickelodeon forever but you gotta wait two months exactly (laughs) i feel like nickelodeon might still do something where they're like here's a sneak peek of our new show and then like maybe two weeks later there's a yeah that's when it like officially starts yeah. but waiting like months two months that's insane like waiting that long for anything these days is is ridiculous 
It is kind of insane, though, like when you think about all of the the kids shows that used to air. And if you go and look at the air dates for a lot of them, like it's really weird that seasons would last like an entire year or that episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, episode air dates would be spaced months apart like this was kind of a common thing for us as kids whereas you know obviously when you watch shows that are on network or cable like they're weekly or they have a a regular schedule yeah i mean i don't think like you even consider seasons as a kid you know right like you don't know the difference between like a first season spongebob episode and a second season spongebob episode um it's just like one bleeds into the next because like each episode is so like it's spaced the space is is so varied that like you don't get into a rhythm of watching plus you just watch it whenever it's on you know whereas mm-hmm. like you know when the office was coming out you watched it weekly right i'm on i'm on an office kick by the way right are now. you <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's why that was the first thing that came out into my mind a show that ended seven years ago <laughs> is that your quarantine like binge show absolutely well i, I got into the office ladies podcast for inspiration for this right. so you know yeah there's also I, I just noticed there's a when i was on the podcast app on itunes the other day there, Zach Braff and Donald Faison are doing a Scrubs rewatch podcast. Oh, wow. And of course, like, they're the two main actors from that show. So it's such a. I think the. Yeah, The Office Ladies. It's a Jenna Fisher and. Uh, and Angela. Angela. The, uh, Angela Kinsey or Martin. Wait, which one's the real. Kinsey, I think, is the actress. Angela yes. Martin is the character she plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, that, it's those two. But they have special guests on. Mm hmm. Uh, a lot so yeah uh so this episode um or this segment i should say bubble stand uh written by steven hillenberg um actually no i lied (laughs) 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 imdb is confusing sometimes uh written by ennio teresin eric wise steven hillenberg uh derek dryman and tim hill uh, a five-person writing team for this episode, which is interesting. Yeah, that's crazy because, you know, a typical TV show, it's like one writer for the episode, and then they all get together and and, and edit it together and make it fit into the, the broader season. I can't even imagine writing an episode, a 22-minute episode with five people. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so – I mean, I guess you just have to sit down and write together. Like, you're not going to divide it up or anything. I wonder what the writing process was, especially for, because I feel like for sitcoms, there are are sort of, um, like, I know there's like a friends behind the scenes thing that takes you through the production of like a particular episode. And for a lot of different shows they've done toward the series finales where they sort of go into the writer's room and talk to the writers and figure out the process or sort of go over the process for doing those episodes. But for animated shows, it's such a, a weird thing because the, the amount of production or the, the time span of production uh, for an animated episode is so much longer than a sitcom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead. uh, I was just going to say that like, yeah. So it's interesting. I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the writer's room to see what the process was like for putting all of this together. Yeah. And like typically a table read for a sitcom, you know, happens. And then, you know, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, if it's a, it's, if it's a big production, uh, 
you know, it's over. And then they, there's a couple edits that they make during shooting, but like a table read for, you know, an animated show that's going to take months to do each episode. I wonder how much changes from like that table read to the end product. Yeah, me too. It's really, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a whole different world. Yeah. So there's a, there's a SpongeBob Wikipedia called Spongepedia. And I went on here just to look at the, the episode page and they have some trivia toward the, the bottom of the episode. And honestly, none of this was too interesting, uh, to bring, uh, like none of it was that interesting that it needed to be brought up. But I just thought this, this last one is funny. It says, this is the only episode with the most writers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's the only episode with five writers, I guess is what they're trying to say. I guess so. Um, but it, yeah. the way that's phrased is so odd because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. say this is the episode with the most writers. Right. Or this the only the... episode of the five writers. Right. It's like, no, both have to be in there. <laughs> right. Um, there's also, I guess, pa- Prince Paul. Don't know who that is. But he wrote a song about this episode, and apparently it can be heard on the SpongeBob SquarePants movie soundtrack, I guess, for the first Interesting. movie. Interesting. It's in the first movie? Or uh, it's just... This song, I guess, is on the soundtrack of the SpongeBob Interesting. Movie. Huh. Never thought about that. Oh, yeah. clips from this episode appeared in the 2005 film Zathora, while the main characters were fighting over what to watch... The choices were SpongeBob SquarePants or Sports Center. Interesting. Do you remember Which movie? Zathora? I don't even know what that is. Zathora was a uh, you've seen Jumanji, right? Or heard of Jumanji? Yes. So yes. Zathora. Oh, yes. Now I know. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep, the space version of Jumanji. Yeah. It's all coming back to me. I think that's one of those movies that yeah, you completely forget about. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, see, I don't think I've thought of that movie since it came out. Since 2005. Since 2005, exactly. <laughs> uh, the bubble-blowing technique includes references to the time warp uh, from Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show. Huh, I never noticed that. I'll have to go back and listen to that, because, yeah, I, I didn't, I've never noticed that. Uh, well, anyway, so um, Bubble Stand, overall thoughts. I think it's a solid episode. Like you said, like this one aired months after the the pilot. And that's probably why, like as a kid, I was always under the impression that this was like the first episode. Mm. Um, And it's probably it's probably for that reason. And I also feel like when they like replay and do like a SpongeBob marathon, they always start with this one for whatever reason. Um, Like they sometimes just like skip over that pilot episode for whatever reason. Uh, so like the, the bubble stand to me is, oh, is like, you know, when I think of like the beginnings of SpongeBob like that, this is the classic season one episode. Yeah. For some reason, I always like, obviously with the first episode, help wanted is such a, I mean, you know, it's when SpongeBob gets the job at the Krusty Krab. So it's so <laughs> obvious that it's the beginning of the series, but I remember being a kid and being like, oh, this is also like a very very early episode like i just remember right. knowing that for some reason yeah. and i don't think we had like a kid like i can't remember if when we were kids uh we had guides on the like on our cable where we could see the actual episodes that were airing 
Yeah, not until not until later in our, in our childhood. Yeah, it was definitely like in elementary school time is when yeah. that became a thing. So I just, I guess I just knew it was it was fate. Well, this is also like the first episode that like doesn't introduce anything. So it's almost like the first like serial SpongeBob episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like this can be played at any point and and not, you know, like whereas even like ripped pants introduces like goo lagoon and like you know larry is a character and stuff right um but bubble stand is just like its own like spongebob timeless you know episode and it's also a uh i feel like it's sort of the first of a genre of spongebob episode that where squidward and where squidward is being tormented by patrick and spongebob in some right. way for the entire episode, which is like those yeah. are honestly some of the best episodes of the series. Yeah, when it's I mean, just that, the three of them. Yeah, and that's basically what the early seasons, for a vast majority of them, are. Um, whereas now it's more focused on like them at the Krusty Krab and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and Mr. Krabs and so many more episodes. Um, whereas like the basis of most of these early episodes were were Squidward, um, you know, being annoyed at SpongeBob. Uh, so, are you ready to, uh, move on to Ripped Pants? I am. Absolutely. Alright, so, uh, in the beginning of the ep- of the segment, we get a little French narrator <laughs> introducing Goo Lagoon, which is the, of course, the beach at yes. Bikini Bottom. <laughs> and this is just such a, I mean, I, <laughs> all the time, this used to blow my mind that there was a beach in yeah. Bikini Bottom with a body of water. Yeah, well, and they, I feel like they subtly imply in later episodes, you know, and, and even earlier ones, but, but you know, uh, ones after this episode, that it's like, like, might be like tar or, or something or, 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 you know, like a buildup of like some other kind of liquid mm-hmm. uh, in the ocean. But it's still like, you know, as a kid, you're like, how, what? You know, and this is before like we see fire under right. the ocean and like that, the one where they go back in time and stuff. Um, so it's just like this is the first one when you're like just totally like this none of this makes sense. <laughs> none of it makes sense and it's they've just created their own universe where things are going to go however. Right. Yeah. Uh so SpongeBob and Sandy are at the beach, which is interesting. That's fun. They're having a nice beach day. And SpongeBob is just goofing off and sort of entertaining Sandy, uh making sand sculptures. Larry the Lobster comes by and asks if they want to lift weights which is sort of the first uh first of all like you said it's larry's first uh, appearance on screen um what do you think of larry the lobster as a character um well yeah i mean he he doesn't come up that much i feel like in in the early episodes but it, it goes back to this like weird dynamic in this episode of like Squidward or uh, not Squidward, uh, Sandy and SpongeBob are like kind of into each other and stuff. And so Larry is like the big buff guy that like comes in and tries to steal Sandy away. Uh, and it kind of works, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, so I wonder if like they were trying to introduce him as, cause like he's, he's a nice guy in this episode, but I wonder if they were going to try to introduce him as like the mean, like, you know, buff guy that tries to steal, sandy away from spongebob um whereas he just turns out to be like you know want to lift some weights and and you know sandy you know goes with him because spongebob repeatedly rips his pants and pretends like he's dead and you know all of that fun stuff 
Uh, so they go to uh, the lifting area, and well, first of all, SpongeBob's not excited about this at all. And from uh, there's a scene in the beginning of Help Wanted where he's trying to lift the bunny and bear those dumbbells, and uh, fails. So SpongeBob, there's like a history of him being sort of a weakling and right. knowing that lifting is not his strength. No this might intended. be the first. This might be the first payoff of the se- of the you know of the series. Like in episode one, we see him not able to lift weights, and now it comes back in in episode two. You yeah, know, this... like it's the first thing that's established earlier on that comes back in SpongeBob's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> Sandy is able to do to lift the bar weight with ease, and the crowd cheers her on. And then SpongeBob keeps trying to, like, get them to do something else, and he just doesn't want to be involved. But Larry continues. Uh, he lifts, like, s- six weights. The crowd uh, cheers. And then SpongeBob lifts a stick. <laughs> um, and it just keeps going back and forth. Uh, SpongeBob tries to lift a stick with uh, marshmallows. Yes. That he he takes from a fish who was roasting marshmallows and then he of course when he's trying to lift he rips his pants yes and which sends the crowd into who into hysterics I love, I love that the idea that there's just like a crowd watching these people lift weights. Like, in what world does that exist? <laughs> like, like where the, it's just like people casually lifting weights <laughs> at the beach, and there's just yeah. a crowd that's gathered to watch this. Yeah, like I know the '90s were crazy, but like you know, I I don't think that they had <laughs> people just watching, uh, uh, you know, people go to the gym basically. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I have to ask you: Have you ever ripped your pants? Uh, not to my knowledge, um, which is surprising because I almost never wear clothes that fit me. Uh, <laughs> everything's either too tight or too uh, too loose, and I do a lot of lifting. Well, actually, uh, I work at Giant as a part-time job, and every belt loop is ripped so if you count that <laughs> then then i have Wait. uh but never in 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 the spongebob way of just like right down the seam <laughs> um well i am ashamed to admit that it has happened to me like a few times there was once in wow. seventh grade maybe twice like really ripping my pants in public uh <laughs> seventh grade i forget i think i was trying to you know when you you go up uh like two stair two steps at once yes just to, so i think i was doing that and my pants just like split uh down the middle that was bad oh my god in I, yeah, middle school, in you, middle don't, school. you don't recover from that well it was you know i was <laughs> kind of the you know not i wasn't popular or anything, <laughs> but you know people liked me and stuff and thought i was funny so i was like it wasn't a, like a sad situation it was just like oh quadri's yeah. the fucking idiot and he's ripped his pants <laughs> Um, and then <laughs> this, the most recent one was literally like maybe two years ago when I was working at, uh, the liquor store over the summer and 
I was sitting, I was at my, at the cash register, and I just had a knack for, like, leaning against the wall sometimes, and I think, however I was leaning against the wall, like, I was doing it in a weird way, and I would keep, like, this is a visual podcast, or not a visual, this is an audio (laughs) podcast, so, but I was, like, I would sway, so I was always, like, hitting the back of my pants on, like, the wall, and eventually, like, I went to the bathroom, I went to take a bathroom break, and, um... I look in the mirror and I see that my the back of my pants have ripped, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I go back out there and my coworker, I, I was I was like, did, "Did you know my pants were right? That did you notice that my pants were ripped?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, I thought you knew." <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" That's amazing. Like yeah, That's so amazing. nobody's gonna nobody looks out for anybody if their pants. Oh no, they don't no, have any not. empathy. Yeah. All bets are yeah, off. Yeah, and and there certainly would not be like a huge crowd laughter, you know, at that. Like, right. <laughs> like in kids shows all the time, like when someone does something embarrassing, like there's a crowd that just like sees it and cracks up. But in real life, when someone does something embarrassing, people want to get out of there as fast as they can because it reminds them of something that embarrassing that happened to them. So oh, like yeah. it's it's way more cringy in real life than it ever is in kids shows. Yeah, and that's you've hit on to something. Like, I absolutely, if I were in this weird audience watching this <laughs> fish bodybuilding competition, then, and I saw SpongeBob rip his pants, I would have been mortified for him. This would not right. have been funny. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like totally different dynamic from to what real world is like. Uh, so, anyway, SpongeBob feels really embarrassed and he leaves the weightlifting area and everybody continues to laugh at him. But Scooter, the fish, tells him that it was funny, and then Sandy agrees. So SpongeBob decides to start using this to his advantage, and we just go through different scenes of SpongeBob ripping his pants different times. Uh, He rips them while they're playing volleyball. um, And then while they're playing frisbee. By the way, this has nothing to do with the episode, but do you know what I thought (laughs) of the other day? What's that? So, so Tyler and I went to high school together, and our senior year, we um, we were part of like our school's uh, TV station, AV Club, and yep. uh, there was a school wide comp- volleyball comp- competition for oh yes for all of the different clubs at the school, and we entered it, and um, <laughs> I I don't I'm not even sure I played any of the I, like I don't you, think I did I play. Did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did play. Because it was us with Night Crier, which was the school newspaper. Yes. So, Um, because we couldn't field a whole, whole, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So, it was just, like, all the nerdy journalism kids together on a team. (laughs) Uh, I think we we were out by, like, the second round or something embarrassing. Yeah, we we beat a team of teachers. (laughs) We lost to, like, another club. Yeah. (laughs) We yeah, a, a club of like actual volleyball players or something. So we should right, not it was be like, ashamed of our performance. No, I feel like we we beat a team. Like we, I, yeah. I, I'd forgotten the detail that it was teachers. That's kind of sad. Yes, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but we we were not the first ones eliminated. So, no. which is which is what I was expecting. <laughs> oh, oh, that's absolutely what I was expecting. Uh, SpongeBob and Sandy go to get some ice cream, and. Um, there's this really funny, like the the ice cream fish, is really just irritated with SpongeBob. Uh, I feel like 
Do we see this guy again, or do we just see fish that look similar to him? Oh but, no, he's the ice cream guy. I'm pretty sure throughout the series. Yeah, he's like he's like, like it's the, like a nurse. It's like a nurse um, from Pokemon. <laughs> I, the, the the thought has lost me, but it, it's basically that. <laughs> or like the cabbages sure. guy from um, Avatar: from, The Last Airbender. Absolutely, yes, yes. Uh, which, by the way, I know this is like the second episode where we shouted that out, but I was watching it again, <laughs> and it's just it's so good. It's so good. It really is. For a cartoon, the story that it tells is incredible. Getting on to uh, <laughs> the good part, so they're <laughs> they're doing the surfing competition. And SpongeBob, I guess, uh, he rips his pants while he's surfing. And then he, he literally, he, like, gets washed up on shore and literally plops down, like, face down. The lifeguard runs over to save him in the most dramatic fashion. <laughs> the and, angelic choir is playing. <laughs> yes. And the, there's literally, like, a, a light beaming down from the sky yeah. on SpongeBob. <laughs> Uh, and so I th- he he literally like pretends to drown, yeah. Um, and then Sandy comes like a whole crowd gathers around, and he he like kind of wakes up and comes back into consciousness, and he says, "I, I need, I need." <sighs> what do you need? A tailor. Because I rip my pants. Ah! My pants. And by this point, everyone is so sick of SpongeBob and his pants and his bullshit with like not being (laughs) able to to get a new gimmick that they all run away and and scurry away. Sandy's mad at him. Everyone's uh, pretty upset with what he's done. And he asks himself if he is the biggest loser on the beach. And I, as a kid, I remember being like, this was like such a traumatic, sad thing happening to SpongeBob. Yeah. I almost felt bad for him, even though he completely was in the, like, he was just super annoying about the whole thing. Right. A true tragic tale. A guy tries to get a girl, you know, someone better comes along and steals that girl. So he, you know, has to overcompensate. And, <laughs> and you know, he's lost because uh, he lost himself, really, is what it comes down to. <laughs> Did did you mean a guy tries to get a squirrel? <laughs> oh, uh, <God. laughs> sorry. Uh, so, oh, when he asks if he's the biggest loser on the beach, uh, these three other beachgoers are there, and they believe that they're the biggest lo- losers on the beach. So there's Evelyn, uh, who forgot to they put have on names. Yes. They wow. have names. There's Evel. See what you what you can learn when you go to SpongePedia. Uh, there's Evelyn who forgot to put on sunscreen. Uh, there, Evelyn's the only one with a name. There's a turtle <laughs> who got sand in in uh, in their burger buns. Yes. Which uh, do we see other turtles in? I'm trying to That's think of the next question. time we see a turtle. To be honest, I watched this a couple days ago, and I don't remember it being a turtle. So, I don't remember there ever being a turtle, yeah. Let me make sure. Let me Google. <laughs> just to make sure Spongepedia isn't... I get, because I, I absolutely... I do remember, like, I kind of remember it being a, t- a turtle-looking thing. 
But I was just like, this could be any sea creature, like, honestly. It is 100% not a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's just a fish. Oh, that's so funny. All right, well, yeah. Spongepedia okay, is, uh, yeah. has led me astray. <laughs> I was like, is a turtle? Since when? I never noticed that. Oh, that's because oh, it's not. <laughs> I'm literally, yeah, this is like a, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Because he's, like, got a... It's, like, a... I it's mean, a fish. Yeah, it's a fish with, like, a yeah. huge torso and, like... Yeah. A very long neck and face. Right. Yeah. All right, well, anyway. So, uh, and then a whale, which is obviously a whale. Um right. Who uh, was buried in the sand and forgotten. Right. Yeah. Uh, they ask SpongeBob what happens to him... And then he sing. This is just one of my favorite moments from the entirety of, oh, of the series. This absolutely. song uh, that he sings, it's it's just it's so good. When I ripped my pants, I thought that I had everybody on my side, but I went and blew it all sky high, and now she won't even spare a passing glance. All just because I ripped my pants. When Big Larry came round just to put him down, SpongeBob turned into a clown. And no girl ever wants to dance with a fool who went and ripped his pants. I know I shouldn't mope around, I shouldn't curse, but the pain feels so much worse. Cause winding up with no one is a lot. Burn from the sun or selling your bones. Now I learned a lesson I won't soon forget. So listen and you won't regret. Be true to yourself, don't miss your chance, and you won't end up like the fool who ripped his pants. We, we had the CD for the original season one music, um, and we just, I mean, we played this over and over and over again. Probably drove our parents absolutely insane, but it's such a good song, it objectively. Is. <laughs> of course. I think this might have been the episode that drove my parents and grandparents to insanity with SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, but anyway, he sings this, this beautiful song, and... Um, Everybody's sort of, you know, he apologizes and uh, Sandy tells SpongeBob that if he wanted her to, to be his friend, he should have just been himself. <laughs> Larry asks for an autograph, which is, uh, <laughs> I don't know, another instance of Larry just kind of being sort of insane. It's like he's just, <laughs> Larry's kind of a, uh, an idiot. Like, and later down the line, we learn that he's just like kind of airheaded in certain ways. Really? I think so. Get that vibe? I mean, I just, like, he's just, like, like, he just has, like, other priorities. Like, mm -hmm. he's, like, you know, the lifeguard episode where, like, he puts Spongebob in charge. Like, he just, like, doesn't, I just, yeah. Like, I, I never got that he was, like, an airhead, but he was just, like, you know. 
I get. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess he is because like he just like he just like cares about things other than like his responsibilities. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but <laughs> SpongeBob bends down to to sign Larry's pants, and uh, his underwear rips off, and he's now fully naked and exposed. Yes. And uh, that's the end of Rip's pants. And of course, the whistle from the audience. Oh right, at the very end. Of yeah. course. How could you? How could I forget? Yeah. One little, uh, a little like weird thing in the episode uh, is earlier when SpongeBob is like doing the sand impressions. Yeah. And he he pretends to be Squidward, and like that's the one that makes Sandy laugh the most. And <laughs> yes. I just like always wondered how Sandy knew who Squidward was because clearly SpongeBob and Sandy only met like a few, you know, a, a short time ago. Uh, and Sandy just got there from from Tejas, um, so so how do, how does she know who Squidward is, or is that just like a general impression of a squid? Because it might be actually, and in that, if that's the case, she could have met some other squids. That's true because in Squidville, yeah. we see that a lot of the the squids in the ocean are very very grumpy right. and and similar in nature to Squidward. Yes, yeah. Uh, so it stands to reason that he could have been doing a general squid. Squid a impression. general squid impression yeah yeah which if that's the case it's way more offensive right oh that's very um <laughs> that's spongebob's a huge bigot <laughs> oh known known bigot spongebob squarepants uh well since i'm still on spongepedia maybe since, <laughs> <laughs> let's just i have you know i now i can't i feel like i can't trust them but <laughs> I am still going to go through some of this trivia. So, like we mentioned, it's the first appearance of Larry. Um, and uh, Larry is voiced by um, Doug Lawrence, who also voices Plankton on the show. Oh, interesting. Uh, I get that. Oh, apparently there was a SpongeBob toy. I don't remember this, but... Uh, and honestly, this might not be true, but <laughs> there's, apparently there was a SpongeBob toy um, marketed by Fisher Price that sings and rips its pants. Wow. How did I not have that as a child? I know. I can't believe I didn't. I had a, a SpongeBob, like, it was like a plush toy, but there was a battery, like, pack in it with a speaker. <laughs> situa- it was a whole weird thing. And yeah. you would press a button and it would say um, a bunch of quotes from the show. And... I can't remember. I I think it said I'm ready, right? And then, uh, like I'm wearing three pairs of underwear, right, or underpants, right now. Yeah, right. Of course. Um. The this uh, the trivia points out that the ripped pants song is similar to the intro of "Be True to Your School" by the Beach Boys, uh, and that the scene is sort of a, a parody of the Beach Boys as a whole, which I kind of could see the like, scene like the not the scene itself but just them do the, they're doing it in the style of the beach boys right okay yeah i get that yeah um that just kind of that also reminded me of the the full house episode when they meet the beach boys i think they're in disney world or disney land or whatever i, I i'm not as as up on my, my full, full house, house uh trivia yeah I, yeah, that's like a. There are certain like weird Full House episodes I remember, and that's one of them. <laughs> where the because the Beach Boys like they just show up, right? I think yeah. they get stranded on an island, and then the Beach Boys come and 
and naturally like, yeah of course <laughs> um in the scene where spongebob pretends to drown he has no sleeves he has no sleeves for a brief shot but they reappear after he looks at sandy playing volleyball with larry wait he has sleeves i i guess the, he's uh, wearing just swim trunks. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that seems like unnecessary animation if I'm not if I'm like, I know I mean like <laughs> um, when Spongebob pretends to be a pizza deliver, delivery boy he is actually holding nine boxes of pizza instead of twenty because in the scene he points out uh, did anybody order like twenty pizzas oh, or yeah. oh okay right 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 yeah um, and then also there's also just like um, with Bubble Stand, there's always just a piece of trivia that makes me laugh. This episode contains the fir- the show's first nude scene. <laughs> first of yes. many. <laughs> and uh, yes, definitely, there are so many yeah. nude scenes on this show. I'd be interested to to find out which character is nude the most. My, I would bet Patrick. I was going to say the same exact thing. But also, Squidward's kind of nude in every single <laughs> shot he's right. ever been in. So I don't really know what they classify there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so this uh, uh, da, 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 Ripped Pants, written by Paul Tibbet and Peter Burns. Um who I, Paul Tibbet? That's a name. I think he's a. He's also a. Uh, he directed the episode or the segment "Ripped Pants." Um, oh, okay. And I also feel like his name just pops up periodically, like throughout. Like he's he writes a lot of these episodes. I feel like, or is involved yeah. in a lot of these episodes. Uh, yeah, I believe. General thoughts on "Ripped Pants." I mean, you already gave them earlier, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, this is probably. One of, I mean, it's one of my favorite episodes um, or segments, I guess, uh, uh, in the entire series. Um, it's just so memorable, especially the end song. Um, you know, I, I just if it comes on, I, I, you have to sing along to it. You just have to. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just so memorable. And, and again, it's probably like the episode that established SpongeBob as like every kid's favorite thing. But like just a total annoyance to the parents because it's just basically the same joke over and over again, which kids love. <laughs> um, but parents absolutely cannot stand. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you know, last episode we started our sort of, uh, ranking system for, uh, the segments. And I believe last time I said that my favorite was tea at the tree dome uh then help wanted and then reef blower you said yours uh was help wanted then tea at the tree dome and then uh reef blower right. so which one of these uh would you like uh which was out of uh um the episode we watched today which the name is escaping me already bubble stand and <laughs> ripped pants um do you like bubble stand better or ripped pants uh, rip pants, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, I, like I said, one of my favorite segments. Um, and honestly, I would probably put Bubble Stand over any of the segments from the first episode too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think this is a great episode. 
I do too. I really, it's, uh, it really is fantastic. It, uh, and it's such a, like I said, I just remember this being on, I like wore this episode out. I just remember watching it all the time. And the song is so embedded in my mind. Yeah. At least I'm safe inside my mind. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I mean, it, like I'm pretty sure I'm I'm not going to. I'm just gonna stay say that first. But I could probably sing it word for word, which oh, is think, sad. I think you should. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, okay. <laughs> we do. We don't want to hear that. Uh, yeah. Maybe when we get to the uh, the finale, like when we review the movie, <laughs> you'll you'll give us a little musical moment. <laughs> well, we gotta. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'd have to do some serious editing right. for, for that to be <laughs> for that to be listenable. Uh, well, I think that, uh, that wraps up our show for today, unless you, uh, have anything else to say. No, I think that's it. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to Every 11 Minutes. Uh, next episode, we will be discussing the third episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, um, jellyfishing, and plankton! With an exclamation point. Yes. As uh, all episodes should have an exclamation point. That's how you know it's good. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, until then, uh, stay safe and please don't litter. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. What? What? Litter, littering is bad, especially for the especially for the ocean. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Yeah, that is. It's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Oh, you're going to leave all of that in? (laughs) Yes, yes.